0: Hi everybody, this is Caitlin with Samson12. I'm here with Jim McAfee, a board-certified clinical nutritionist. Uh, You can reach him at imageawareness.com. Today we're going to talk about pregnancy. Now pregnancy in the health industry, we're told pretty much don't take anything except for a prenatal vitamin. And so I'm actually going to lead off with that question to Jim, just um, are there healthy organic nutritional supplements that we can take that are helpful for pregnancy or should we really just stick to the prenatal vitamin?
1: The prenatal is kind of a stopgap. It's not an optimal nutrition. And one of the advantages of getting foods from natural sources is because there's contingent factors that can contribute to health but aren't, aren't considered essential. For example, we know that uh, carotenoids and flavonoids and cruciferous compounds promote health, but those are not part of a prenatal. Also, most prenatals do not have essential fatty acids, so you're not getting the lipids and the sterols, and you're not getting omega-3 fatty acids. And uh, so those things are generally going to be missing unless the, the diet is really good or the supplement, uh, the prenatal, is uh, complemented with uh, more natural supplements.
0: And so, would it be safe if you're pregnant to take something like the ProVitality pack? Or are there things in that pack that someone should avoid?
1: Uh, we've had uh, many people use the the Neolife supplements in place of prenatals because generally they're more complete. The only uh, change I usually recommend that they do a couple of... Uh, uh, sources of B-complex because the prenatal actually has more folic acid than is permissible in uh, regular supplements. They uh, double the amount of folic acid. So I'll usually tell them do a provitality and add one extra B-complex to it.
0: That's very helpful. So as we go through this and we talk more about pregnancy, you have a lot of information on other factors that might affect pregnancy and how to stay healthy. Um, how important are environmental factors like smoking and nutrition during pregnancy?
1: Let me share a story with you. I had a, a woman that uh, was working in a, an assisted living facility near where my mother was, and she was out, she was pregnant, and she was out having her lunch. She was smoking a cigarette, she was drinking a Coke, and having potato chips for lunch. And I said to her, You really should be trying to eat healthier for your baby. And she said, well, uh, I can't afford uh, good nutrition. It's just not something that we're financially capable to do. Even though the reality was if she would have quit the smoking, she probably could have afforded to do some basic good nutrition. And I did a talk one time on uh, how a person can eat healthy, even though they're poor. Mm -hmm. And we found that if you eat whole potatoes rather than potato chips, the potato chips cost 50 times more than the potatoes do. And if you eat corn chips, it's 20 times more than eating whole corn. Yeah. So that really is a very poor um, argument. And one of the things about uh, environmental factors and also malnutrition is that it has what's called an epigenetic effect upon the genes, we we transmit DNA but also there's little markers that sit above the genes and those have an impact on development and health status later in life. And when someone is malnourished or when they're exposed to things like smoking, we know that uh, smoking leads to lower birth weight and all kinds of health and behavioral problems later on in life. So these things uh, are very very important to consider and uh, if you want a healthy baby, you avoid toxins in the environment, and you also get optimal nutrition. That includes things like the essential fats that are not incorporated in most prenatals.
0: That's very helpful, too. And another thing that I feel like I've noticed with taking your nutrition supplements is when I start taking better nutrition or eating healthy, like take the potatoes instead of the potato chips, I don't crave the potato chips as much. So it really is kind of that conscious choice to choose the potatoes over the potato chips in those
1: scenarios. Yeah, one of the things to remember is that food processors actually do experimentation <clears throat> with their processed foods to make sure that you can't eat just one. Remember that advertising slogan where <sighs> They said, uh, uh, eat a a potato chip and you won't be able to eat just one. They actually do feeding experiments with laboratory animals. And they're targeting it so that the animals will not be able to stop eating the food. And they do that by addition of sugar and salt and other chemicals. But sugar and salt are major appetite stimulants. And so they trigger us to eat things that really are not that healthy for us.
0: And that's very insightful because it really is then it comes down to choosing never to start to eat those potato chips and just to start with the potatoes.
1: It's very hard to stop once you start.
0: Exactly. And so what aspect of nutrition and pregnancy is often overlooked?
1: One of the areas that really is neglected is nutrition prior to conception because a woman has to have... Uh, probably uh, at least four months of a good nutrition prior to the time she conceives. And a lot of times a woman uh, will not even begin to supplement with a prenatal prenatal until after she's already been pregnant for a while because she doesn't know that she's pregnant. But a lot of that uh, very early development, uh, the limbs, the kidneys, the heart, the lungs, they all develop prior to eight weeks of uh, development. And it takes a while to build up those reserves. The other thing is the mother has to build up her body so that when the baby is born, she can be able to breastfeed. I had a situation one time of a mother that was breastfeeding. She was trying to do all she could, but she was under stress. She was going through a divorce. Um, She uh, had the stress of the pregnancy and... Uh, her mother's milk was not adequate for the baby even though she nursed the baby cried all the time. And so we did some supplemental feeding and immediately the baby stopped crying and was fine. So it, it takes a long period of good nutrition. The best option would be to nourish women throughout their all of their teen years so that they had optimal health when it came time to give birth to a baby. And
0: so what that means what i'm understanding is that if someone is interested in becoming pregnant it's important to look into good nutrition four months before even trying to conceive
1: at a minimum yes
0: okay so that's that's good to know especially nowadays with so many fertility issues out there uh it's helpful to kind of have that to think about now what about nutrition of the father does that matter
1: yes actually uh Nutrition plays a key role in that whole fertility issue also. And uh, 50% of the DNA comes from the father. Uh, And it's important for the the father to supplement prior to pregnancy also. Uh, Weston Price, who's one of the the pioneers in studying uh, malnutrition as it relates to pregnancy and early childhood, tells about a study where he took a dog and the dog was mated. The male dog was mated with four females, and all of the puppies were defective. Although uh, when he mated the females with another male, the babies were all normal. But because of the malnourishment defect in that male, it was impossible to give birth to healthy uh, babies. <clears throat> and uh, we know. Uh, With horses, uh, if you have a healthy horse, the stud fee can be anywhere from $100,000, $500,000 just for a stallion to mate with a mare.
0: And so this isn't just about genetics of the father. This is about the father um, actively having healthy nutrition in in his body when he is going through the process of conception
1: yes the male produces sperm new sperm all the time a female's eggs are all there uh in developed in the very early years of life Mm -hmm. so it's very important i read one study where uh, they found that uh, the incidence of leukemia in children increased if the father ate a diet high in nitrates hot dogs and bacon Wow. Because the nitrates would damage the DNA and knock out a tumor suppressor gene. And then the offspring had only one tumor suppressor gene and were prone to develop cancer early in life.
0: Wow, that's interesting. That's not something that I've really heard before. <coughs> and so how widespread are birth defects?
1: Birth defects are amazingly common in the United States. One uh, in... Six children, according to some people, have developmental disability. That could include autism, uh, spectrum disorder, attention deficit, hyperactivity, all the way to more serious things like blindness and cerebral palsy. Uh, One in ten children is being born uh, preterm, and one in ten children are also being born low birth weight, which has implications for health later on.
0: That's an interesting thing because uh, many people that I talk to, they they are very careful to follow the directions of their doctor in terms of pregnancy care and just what's available nowadays in terms of health information. Um, I'm surprised that it's so many people with children are born with birth defects.
1: Well, our food supply has deteriorated. And I think a lot of people in the medical profession are not aware of how bad the food supply is.
0: And that's very possible. Um, if a person appears healthy, can they still have problems with pregnancy?
1: Yeah, this is one of the things that is not well recognized, but what is the nutrition required to keep a person relatively healthy and able to function can be completely inadequate to give birth to a healthy baby.
0: Wow. And um, what are some things that are required nutritionally to give birth to a healthy baby?
1: Well, you need uh, all of the uh, nutrients, what we call the chain of life, mm-hmm. in order to give birth to a healthy baby. Um, are those Roger, the amino
0: acids, like in the protein shake?
1: Yeah, Roger Williams is the one that coined the term the chain of life. Mm-hmm. And that includes vitamins and minerals and amino acids, and fatty acids, and uh, fibers, and enzymes, uh, all the different things that are essential for life. And he, uh, he had this little statement. <clears throat> he said, The chain representation is used to emphasize the fact that all links are needed. If even one link is missing or weak, the whole chain is weak and the favorable environment disappears. And what I tell people to kind of make him aware of how important this concept is, I tell him, imagine yourself hanging on the edge of a cliff by a chain, and that's a steel chain, but one of the lengths is weak, and it's starting to open up.
0: (laughs) That is scary.
1: How confident are you going to be? And you look down and you see jagged rocks that are razor sharp 100 feet below you. And... uh, Studies have shown that if you have one weak link, it can actually send shock reverberations through the body that can affect all the other uh, use of nutrients, of, uh, use of all the other nutrients so that they become defective as well.
0: That makes me think of the phrase, you are what you eat, which is so important to eat the vitamins and minerals that your body needs to create that chain of life or to strengthen it, right? <clears throat> to
1: have all the links there. Yeah, you, um, let me expand on that just <laughs> a little bit. It's not just you are what you eat, but it's what you eat and you assimilate and you get into the cells and then what you eliminate also because you have to get rid of toxins to be healthy as well. Mm. So there's actually several stages in nutrition. The first is diet, and that's the nutrients that you ingest. but. Mm. Just because you're eating a healthy diet doesn't mean that uh, you're getting it into the tissues. For example, I was uh, in Oregon recently and we had dinner with some folks and the wife was sharing that she was just sick with uh, digestive ailments all the time. And so I shared with her some digestive aids and within uh, a single day when she took the digestive aids, she came back the following day and said all of her problems had cleared up but that blockage in nutrition becomes a real nutritional problem. We need the food to be acidified in the stomach, and then we need enzymes in the small intestine. And then the food has to be absorbed. So you've got digestion, you've got absorption into the bloodstream. Then the nutrients have to be transported through the bloodstream to the cell. They have to pass through the cell membrane where your lipids play a role. And then you get waste products formed in the cell. Those waste products have to leave the cell and move to the kidney or back into the bloodstream and be excreted. And only when that whole process of the stages of nutrition is complete and is functioning properly can a person be truly healthy.
0: And that's what's so critical about taking high quality nutrition supplements. So really quickly, we have just a few more minutes Um, what are the causes of parental malnutrition?
1: Oh, there are so many (coughs) factors. Uh, Food processing is a big one. Uh, Roger Williams, who was one of the pioneers in nutrition, he said during the milling process, the germ of the wheat grain is eliminated and with it goes the fatty components and many of the items in the nutritional chain of life that are essential for health. So, uh, food processing, white rice uh, caused beriberi, which is deficiency of vitamin B1. Uh, Paul Stitt talks about the conspiracy of the sales curve. He said, uh, when you process the food and you take out nutrients, uh, you need to eat more and more to feel satisfied. And he actually started a bakery and started packing the nutrients in his bread. And he said, people ate so much less bread that he went $30,000 in debt because he wasn't a good bookkeeper. He didn't even know it until he did a a financial analysis. Um, Paul was working for um, a big food processor that was making puffed wheat, and he ran across a study that made him aware of how important nutrition was and the damage that faulty foods could do in the study, they had taken four groups of rats. One group of animals got whole wheat and water and vitamins, and they lived a year. The animals given water and chemical nutrients lived eight weeks. The animals getting water and sugar lived four weeks. And the animals getting all the puffed wheat they wanted with waters and vitamins Uh, were dead in two weeks. So
0: it sounds like those puffed cereals are actually killing people. (laughs) That's that's what
1: Paul said. He said a result like that indicates that that processing of the food actually changed the protein to have a toxic property to it. Poison. It it actually became a poison. He actually went to the company and said why are we selling this stuff if it kills rats in two weeks? (laughs) And the head of the company said we made 11 million dollars on the product last year and go mind your own business so he quit and he started his own uh, business as in a bakery so that's one big area is food processing the other one is nutrient antagonists and we don't think enough about this but uh, there are different substances that are in the food supply that actually block nutrients for example uh, sugar tends to deplete the b vitamins and alcohol uh, is very hard on uh, many nutrients smoking antagonizes vitamin C chemical farming uh, when we feed animals uh, GMO grains uh, corn for example we deplete all the omega 3's because cattle only get uh, high dose omega 3's in their tissues when they're eating grass and we use antibiotics in the, uh, the feed that we give our cattle. It's actually led to a depletion of vitamin B12. It's called the great B12 robbery. Oh, wow. <clears throat> because the bacteria that produce vitamin B12, which is called P. germani they've mutated so they no longer synthesize vitamin B12 in the body of the animals. That's- so we're not getting the B12 that we did prior to the routine antibiotic feeding to the cattle.
0: That's so interesting because I'm a vegetarian and the first thing that I hear from many people is, oh, you need to watch your B12 levels because you can only get that from meat. But what we're hearing is that there's research that shows that B12 is actually not in meat as much
1: anymore. Yeah, there's a pretty drastic reduction in the B12 in the food supply.
0: Very helpful to
1: understand that. And uh, also, uh, simple things like uh, chlorine in drinking water mm-hmm. <coughs> antagonizes vitamin E, and it can actually damage the arteries. I had a fellow had uh, two angioplasties, went in and roto-rooted out his arteries, he said. and They were going to do a third one. He came in and asked if there was anything nutritional he could do, and I said, let's test your water. When we tested the water in his mobile home, it was loaded with chlorine, wow. and we tested with the pool-testing chemical, and his water was chlorinated more heavily than any pool. So we got him a water purifier to get the chlorine out and uh, supplemented him with uh, vitamin E, <coughs> which is depleted by chlorine. He came back uh, a year later, and he said it was the best decision he ever made. Not only had his heart problem cleared up, but uh, his overall health had improved. And there are many things like that. uh, They had lead in gasoline for a long time. There's mercury in the teeth. Uh, There's uh, mercury in fish. Uh, The aluminum in pots and pans is a nutritional antagonist. Aluminum is in antacids. Uh, Fluoride in water is an iodine antagonist. So there's all these things that can contribute to malnutrition. And lack of these nutrients can have its effect on pregnancy.
0: Well, thank you so much for your time, Jim. This has been really helpful. If you have any questions for me or Jim, you can reach out to me at samson12.com or you can reach out to image, go to imageawareness.com and reach out to Jim directly. Thank you.